Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title for today is No Pain, No Gain, Romans 5, 3 to 5. Now, how do we get in Romans? Didn't we, we thought we were in Joshua, right? Well, we are, that we just finished Joshua 6, the Battle of Jericho. And the last time we talked about why does God allow Jerichos in our life? And we looked at James 1, 2 to 4. What's my PJ? Remember James 1, 2 to, 1, 2 to 4? Consider it pure joy, my brothers, PJ, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And we talked about what's my PJ. And after doing that sermon, I went on vacation. Uh, very bad idea, very bad idea. It was one of those weeks, one of those weeks. Uh, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. You ever have one of those weeks? I, think, I know a lot of you have had them. I've heard since I got back from vacation. You know, we, we, uh, what is going on, right? You know, and it was just one of those weeks, and it ended up with the thing you know most about. Baby Laurel ended up in the hospital with this infection uh, for four nights, two different hospitals for four nights. So Kim still got her vacation. She was with a baby, got baby time in the hospital, waiting on him. She just had to push a button, and nurse came running in and did whatever they needed, you know. I had to deal with all the kids at home, but... <laughs> Is Kim out with the kids? I think she is. Okay, good, good. We kept kidding each other. You know, I go, she'd complain or I'd complain. We go, that's just your PJ. You know, that's just your PJ. That's what you'd never preach on that before you go on vacation. So I decided to follow up the PJ with uh, no pain, no gain. Uh, because they really flow together. You're going to see why I decided to hit this one, too. Since I had pain this week, you are going to share my pain. Uh, but next week, don't miss next week, because I'm going to do Romans 8. And uh, then we're going to get back to Joshua 7. But uh, it's an encouragement. It's encouragement in the midst of the trials of life. Don't miss next week. And if you can't be here, get the CD or listen to the podcast. But it, it just talks about Paul, and he had a few trials, didn't he? Had a couple of things go against him. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Nobody's had more, probably. But it, he gives a real perspective on the encouragement, the spiritual encouragement we have from, through the Holy Spirit. And that's next time, okay? Let's pray, though. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for the team that just prepared this time and led us into this worship. And pray that now, as the Spirit is, is moving, that your Spirit would speak to us through your Word now. Lord, you know what we're all going through. And if we aren't going through it, we have gone through it. And if we haven't, we're going to go through it. Lord, you know what we're facing in life. I pray that your mercy and grace would encourage us, would, would just help us through the trials that we're facing through your spirit and your word now, Father. I pray for that mercy and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Romans 5 starting with verse 1, and, and this is steps to positive suffering. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that the we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. 
And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Steps to positive suffering. And the starting point for positive suffering, getting something positive out of our suffering, the starting point in verses 1 and 2, I'm going to read it again. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's our starting point. Do we have peace with God? Have we been justified? The word justification means just as if I've never sinned. Are, do you stand before God? Do we stand before God justified? How? By faith. Look what it says, by faith. If we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus came and suffered for us, died for us, died for our sin, died for all of our shame. He, he died to, to make a way to his Father, God our Father. He made a way through that. Through the cross, have we ever been justified, just as if we've never sinned? Do we, have we made peace with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, by putting our faith in what he did on that cross in our place, dying in our place, taking our sin, making a way to God? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, verse 8 says, the word of faith that we are proclaiming, verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? And that is a starting point to dealing with pain, to dealing with trials, to dealing with death even. The only way that this world and suffering will ever make any sense is if you have made peace with God and put your faith in Jesus Christ. The only way that we can get something positive out of our pain is if we have made peace with God and put our faith in Jesus Christ. And if, yes, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are now ready for Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. You're ready for that super secret. Just Mission Impossible. There was that secret they had, they had to get to. That, and you're ready for the top secret that God has given us. And that's the secret to suffering. And Romans 5 verse 3 says this. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings. <laughs> that's the secret to suffering, rejoicing. Now, I don't know about you. But when I'm in pain or going through a trial, my first thought isn't rejoicing. Anybody have an amen on that? I, I hate pain. I hate pain. In fact, I remember my last surgery, uh, I remember the doctor said, listen, we're not going to put you to sleep for this surgery because uh, there's no need. We're just going to you know, sedate you heavily and you're not going to go to sleep. So just tell us if you are feeling pain and will increase the medication that we're giving you. And I said, no, no, put me to sleep. Put me to sleep. No, we don't need to do that. Just tell us if you feel pain. We'll increase it. You you won't feel it. We're going to take care of this. So I hate pain, and I was determined. First of all, I wanted to put it to sleep. I couldn't talk him into it. So I was determined I'm not going to feel pain. I told him I'm not going to feel anything. If I feel anything, I'm going to tell him I feel something, and they're going to keep increasing. So I was determined, and I'll never forget. Right away, I felt some pain. He said, I can feel it. I can feel it. And he said, that's just the IV. Yeah? Uh, oh, 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 okay. So, so the nurse was already shaking her head. I saw her shaking her head. And, uh, so, but every time I felt any sensation, I said, I can feel it. And they go, and I remember 
murdered her. Say, really? You can, he can, you can feel something? I can feel it. And finally, I kept saying it. And finally, I don't remember a thing. They put me to sleep. Yeah? I, I, they gave me so much, I went to sleep. And, and that's what I wanted. Uh, I got my wish. I didn't feel a thing until I woke up. Then I felt a lot of pain when I woke up. And surgeries hurt. Surgeries hurt, but they're necessary to heal us and make us stronger. And the same thing spiritually. The spiritual surgeries that God puts us through, they're necessary. But too often, we're looking for a way out. Put me to sleep, you know. We, we self-medicate. We do something. But the problem is when we try to avoid that pain, we self-medicate. The problem is sooner or later, you've got you to wake up and you're going to have to feel the pain. And the problem, too, is when we do that, we miss out on the real purpose. That God, the, the, the real problem is we miss out on God's purpose for the pain. But sooner or later, we've got to deal with it. And the spiritual secret... The key to survive and thrive in suffering is to rejoice. We rejoice, not because we like pain, but we rejoice because we know what it's accomplishing in our life. We know that it's growing us up. It's spiritually toughening us in some way. The big question is, and this is the big question, will we let the pain do that? Will we let God use that pain or will we waste the opportunity? And in America, we waste a lot of opportunities, don't we? We hate pain. It just I do. I'll admit it. But we, we try to avoid what God is trying to do through that pain. Dave Dravecki, I'll read a couple of quotes today from his book, um, When You Can't Come Back. Some of you may have read that years ago. Dave Dravecki was a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. And uh, boo. But anyway... Uh, that's for, that's for the Christians in, in California. But anyway, they listen to the podcast. But anyway, Sam, but we like David Rebecca. But anyway, the, uh, he, he got cancer. They did the surgery. He came back. Some of you remember. I'll never forget. He came back. He's pitching. And, and, and remember what happened? I'll never forget. I was watching. Anybody watch that game? Watching that game. It was horrible. He's pitching and his arms snapped. Just snapped. It was brutal. <laughs> We're all like, what? You know? And, and it turns out the, the, can- the treatments and everything had weakened the, the arm. And it turned out, on top of that, the, the cancer had come back. And, and, and what ended up happening, not only did he break his arm, but they had to actually amputate his whole shoulder and arm just to save his life because of the cancer. Wild story. Wild book. Read it if you get a chance. But this is what he said. He said, in America, Christians pray for the burden to be lifted from their back. In the rest of the world, Christians pray for stronger backs so that they can bear their suffering. That's quite a different perspective, isn't it? Will we waste what God is trying to do in our life? Now, if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, if we have rejoiced in our suffering, if yes, then we're ready for three vital steps to positive suffering. If you want to get something out, if we want to get something out of our PJs, our personal, you know, our, our, our PJ, pure joys, our pure joys, if we want to get that out of that, then we have to take three critical steps to get the most out of that. And the first step, back to Romans 5, verse 3, it says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance is the first step. It's the same word that we saw last time in James 1, verse 3. In James 1, verse 3, where it said, 
Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. It's the same exact Greek word. And the idea behind this word of perseverance is not passive. It's patience. It means patience. That's the base of it. But it's not passive. It, it's patient endurance. It's active. It's moving forward through the pain. It's not sitting back and just, I can't do it, quitting. It's moving forward through the pain. It's like running. The best picture I could come up with is running a race. Someone who, I was just watching the, the state championships on, on TV yesterday. Anybody watch the amazing track runners? And these people were going through so much pain. And they were saying, this one broke his leg last year and couldn't run. And this year, they're back at the state championship. And then there's another one. He made it look so easy, so easy. And he gets all done. And the camera kept following him around. And he was kind of doing this, kind of doing this, watching the camera. Finally, he couldn't help. He just threw up. You know, he couldn't help it anyway. But, but that, that was pain. But they moved forward through that pain and that's the same picture of what this perseverance this patience and perseverance is all about moving forward in fact the same word is used in hebrews 12 verse 1 where it says let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us the word there for race in greek remember we talked about this before is agon it's where we get agony from we're all running a painful race I don't need to tell you that. But we're called to run it with perseverance. It's the same word. And just like an athlete who is pushed by a coach, if you've ever been an athlete, you know the coach pushes us, but why do we put up with it? Why do we keep going? Because we can see the positive reason in our suffering. This is going to help me win the race. It's going to help me finish the race. And, it's, and we, we see the positive in our suffering, and so we persevere, which takes us to the next level, to the next step. If we persevere in our training, it prepares us for the next level of competition. And the same thing if we persevere spiritually here, it takes us to the next step what God is trying to do in our life. Romans 5, 4. In Romans 5, 4, it says, perseverance, character. The next step, the second step is character. The idea here is proven character. Standing up under stress. This character, this, this character that God's trying to create in us stands up under stress. Once again, think of the athlete. An athlete who's in shape, who has persevered. Now they go into the big game and they take a big hit. And what do they do? They get back up. They get right back in the game because they're in shape. They're tough now. They can handle it. Those who've been in the military, Memorial Day here. You know, the Marines and different people in the military know what I'm talking about. You are push to the hardest level possible because the idea is you could take it and keep on fighting and that's the picture here and the same thing with the athlete takes the hit he gets back up they're not rattled by the pressure of the big game those who are in the military know it you could handle the battle conditions because you had been pushed so hard timex christians that's what god's trying to do with us timex christians take a licking keep on ticking right that's what he's trying to do you gotta be a little older for that one but anyway the idea with this proven character is the little things won't set us off. The little things won't knock us down. And not just the little things, but the big challenges in life no longer freak us out. Because we now have this character that, that, that is, is being talked about here in Romans chapter 5. In fact, Dave Dravecki, listen to what he says. I want to read one more quote from Dave Dravecki. He said, in his book, he said, there's no struggle about feeling sorry for myself. And upbeat, Dravecki said, the question is, now get this, the question is not 
why me, God? The question is, what is your plan for me? Without Jesus Christ, I would not have the strength to endure this. I'm going to read that again. It's not, why me, God? The question is, what is your plan for me? Without Jesus Christ, I would not have the strength to endure this. See, he had persevered through it and had reached the character stage. And that's very important. If we get stuck on the first step, we'll never get to the second one. Very, very important. The goal, God's goal is our maturity, our maturity. But if we don't persevere through the trial, if we whine, if we quit, if we victimize it, if we blame other people, God has to repeat the cycle. He has to use something else in our life to achieve what he's trying to achieve. And, and, and he just keeps putting us through it. God's very per- God does have perseverance. He's, if I don't learn the lesson on this one, he's going to send it again in my life. He's going to send something else until we look inside and see what God is trying to do, what he's trying to get at spiritually in our life. Very, very important. Has your struggle, has your pain produced perseverance and character? If yes, we are ready for the third step, which is the ultimate goal of the whole process here. The ultimate goal is in verse 4. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. There's nothing more important than hope for a Christian or for anybody. There's nothing more important. That's what keeps us going. That's what gives us meaning in life. Without it, we get depressed. What keeps us going in the midst of hard times? It's hope. Without hope, people give up. We, are you ever been tempted to give up this week? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's the hope that keeps us going. Remember the swimming mouse illustration? What gives the mouse hope? Remember I've told that many times? That's that hope. But here's the key now. When we put, and this is the key to the hope, because we all have to get to this step. We have to get to this third step. Very, very important. But we won't get there unless we persevere. We won't get there unless God, we let God develop this character in us. We'll be quitters. If we, don't have, if we haven't persevered, if we haven't looked at what God's trying to do, we'll be quitters. We have to get, in order to get to this final one, we have to go through those first two steps to get to hope. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we put our hope in him, when we put our hope in him for heaven and for this life as well, right? We're not just looking for heaven someday. We're hoping, we're putting our hope for this life too. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ... We say, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin. I ask you to forgive my sin, and I give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm putting my faith in him. When you do that step, we, we now have our hope in Jesus Christ. And then we not only are saved by faith, but we begin to live by faith. We persevere through our trials by faith because we believe God has a positive purpose. That's why we persevere. We believe God has a positive purpose. Just like that coach pushing the kid, the athlete. We believe God has a positive purpose. And when we understand that by faith and we persevere by faith, we have a whole new perspective, a whole different perspective. It's hope. We hope that God is using this in my life in some way. And it gives us hope as we go through this trial and as we go into a new trial. Does that mean it's not, does it mean it's all easy? No, it's still brutal. It still knocks us down. We still go through the grinder. We still get down. We gotta 
We go to prayer, we go to other Christians, we get our encouragement, but we have to battle through that to the place of living by faith and a place of hope. It's hope. And we have, we have hope because now we know. We've seen proven over and over again in our life that God won't let us down, even if we're facing death. We have the hope of the resurrection. Because of Jesus Christ, look at Jesus, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. That's what gives us hope. That's what we have as Christians if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. If we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we can have hope no matter what we are going through. You say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. People say, oh, oh, oh." read Paul. Read Dave Dravecki's book. Look around. We have to take our eyes off of self-pity and say, God, what are you trying to do? How have you taken others through? How have you taken me through the past? And if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we can have hope no matter what we are going through. A hope that the world knows nothing about. A peace that passes understanding. The world has no idea what I'm talking about. The world has no answers. In fact, there was a magazine that used to come out, Prairie Bible Institute. I love that, the magazine, The Servant. And I, Servant Magazine, I don't even know if they still put it out, but, but I'm just going to read you a couple of quotes. They had a couple of quotes on what people were going through in hope, and I saved this because it really hit me. The first one was the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama. And the Dalai Lama was saying how we can have hope. And uh, he said, ah, grasshopper. No, he didn't say that. But he said, ah, uh, If we ask, I'm showing my age again, I know. If we ask, we have come, oh no, if we ask, this is the Dalai Lama. If we ask, why have we come? Why this human being? Why has this planet happened? This is too complicated. Forget about it. It's not much use to analyze these things. We don't know why this life happens. This is too mysterious. I beg to differ. But on the obvious level, I know that my life, now this is it, I know that my life must be a happy life. If there's no happiness, then I might lose my hope. Then automatically my life is shortened. In the worst case, I commit suicide. So therefore, my life is based on hope. Hope means something good. For these reasons, we can see that the purpose of our life is happiness. Hmm. Very different from what I've been saying this morning, isn't it? The Christian's hope is not based on this shallow happiness, but a joy that no matter what happens, we have that hope. Robert Blauk, same article, Robert Blauk, who, uh, uh, who, who is he? Psycho author, wrote the book Psycho. Some of you may have watched that movie. Uh, he, listen to what he says. Robert Blauk says this. He's going to die of cancer. He said, I've been ranting and raving about it for years, but now I'm going to do something about the overpopulation problem personally. I'm going to die. The problem is I'm not ready yet. I'm not prepared. The doctors would only be too happy to dispel false tumors, but instead all agree that I've got a real one and it's got me. I'm frightened of what I know and what I don't know. What... What's it like living with death 24 hours a day? One thing is already clear. We don't look forward to having him around and we'll be anxious for him to depart, except that when he leaves, he won't go alone. He won't go alone. He won't take all of me with him either. 
A part of me will still remain behind until paper crumbles, films dissolve, and memories fade. Who knows? By the time these things happen, you and I somewhere, someplace may meet again anyway. Anyway, it's nice to think so. See you later, I hope. That's the world. Now contrast that with a Christian who also has cancer and who's facing death. This is a student at Prairie Bible Institute, Bruce Radford, and they put his quote with this. He says, I was diagnosed with incurable cancer recently. I was stunned, disappointed. Having just completed my master's degree, I had plans for serving the Lord. But as I read God's word, my purpose for living deepens. In light of the present and the eternity, ministry opportunities have a greater urgency. God's ability to heal is a wonderful possibility. But pain and suffering are potential realities too. Ultimately, my hope is a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For this I give God the glory. We as Christians have hope that's something the world can't even understand. It's a hope that says no matter what, even in death, especially in death, we have this hope. And the best part of this hope is that this hope comes with a guarantee, unlimited money-back guarantee. In fact, in Romans 5, 5, it says, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And I never really quite fully understood this till one day I was reading 2 Corinthians 5, 5, and it just jumped out of the page at me. What Paul was talking about there, in 2 Corinthians 5, 5, it says this, Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, the moment you say, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin, I put my faith in him, the moment you do that, God sends his Holy Spirit to indwell us. He fills us, he guides us, he energizes us, and according to, between Romans 5, 5 and 2 Corinthians 5, 5, we see that he also acts as a deposit. He is a deposit, and a deposit guarantees what is to come. That's what a deposit works. And so when we suffer, we don't lose hope. We just check on our deposit. The Holy Spirit is safe in our heart, and, and he reassures us. Yes, I know it's tough, but I know what will come. I know what the end result is going to be. Real life now and eternal life with God someday. That's the hope that I have. That's the deposit. It's like an engagement ring. And you say, say a couple is separated. They're living far apart. One is in New York and one's in California. And, and they're going through hard times because they have this long-distance relationship. But And, 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 and the... Um, the girls look nervous, you know, I haven't heard from him, you know, he hasn't texted me in over 20 minutes, you know, it's so different now, right, long distance, uh, but, but every time she gets nervous, what does she have to do? 
Look down at her finger, and there's an engagement ring. That's a deposit. That's a promise. And that's what we have through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our engagement ring. He's our deposit. He's that promise that no matter what's going on, how far away God seems, what's going on in my life, I know Jesus is coming back for me. I know there's a purpose. Do you have that hope? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have that sure, real hope? Do you have, the, have you put your faith in Jesus as the Holy Spirit in your heart as a deposit? Do you know you have that hope for this life and for all of eternity? Do you have that? You can have that today by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And as Christians, are we living by that hope? Are we living by that hope? Maybe you're suffering right now. Maybe you're going through a lot of pain and trial and temptation. I know a lot of us are. What Are we living by that hope? What step are we on? Romans 5, 3 to 5, what step are we on? Are, are we taking steps forward or are we stuck on a step? Are we wasting God's purpose? Can, you can move no matter what, you're, what you came through, came through and what, how you came in here today. We can take a step forward today. Maybe it's rejoicing. The first step, rejo- first key is rejoicing. Maybe it's the first step of persevering. We have to persevere. Maybe we have to, no, the second thing is let God develop some character in our life. There's some character defect in our life and God uses the pain to deal with it. Say, well, God, what are you trying to do in my life? What character defect? What are you trying to grow me through this? Are we moving forward? The last step, are we moving forward in hope? Before we pray, I'm going to ask Kim Where's Kim? Kim, uh, your kiss to just share. Just, she wrote me a little text, and I said, you, this is a perfect ending to this sermon. She wrote me a text after last week. So, Kim, you want to just come up and... Uh, she's dealing with another trial. You got to go to the back. Just a little stiff. Okay, so um, Chuck wanted me to share. So five years ago this time, um, I was in the middle of going through chemo. And um, I was as bald as a ping pong ball and sicker than I have ever felt in my life. So I listened to one of the sermons that's in this series, and I sent Chuck a text and uh, thanked him and said how great the sermon was and everything. And I said to him, when I was going through the toughest time of my life with chemo and when I was the sickest, that's when I experienced the supernatural. I was the closest to God then. He healed me in so many more ways than just the cancer. I believed he used the cancer to slow me down so he had my full attention. That's when miracles happened. Praise the Lord. When she sent me a text, I'm like, I said, Kim, you got to read this. <laughs> you got to share that because that's exactly. Which one of us wouldn't have rescued her from that cancer, right? Who here wouldn't have done anything they could to try to stop that pain in her life? And yet God had a purpose and grew her so much through that. And I think we all have those stories. And, I, and I, my prayer is for each one of us that we would not. We wouldn't waste the trials that God is putting us through, but we would let him work in our heart and our life. And I know it's easy to say and it's hard to do, but it's all about that faith thing and mercy and grace. Let's pray. 
how is God speaking to us? This isn't something that can happen naturally. This is only something that can happen supernaturally. It has to be the Holy Spirit's power. It has to be surrender. What step does God have us on? Maybe we haven't rejoiced yet and it's the starting point is saying God I'm thankful for what this pain is going to accomplish in my life maybe we're on one of the steps maybe we're in perseverance and once we've persevered long enough we can see what God is doing in our heart and in our character Maybe once we've persevered and maybe you're on step two, you're seeing what God is accomplishing character, but maybe the next step is that gives us hope. Hope. How is God speaking to us? Rejoicing, persevering, character, or hope. Father, I pray for your mercy and grace. For everyone here, that's the only way we can take these steps is through your mercy and grace. It's the only way we can help other people who are struggling is through your mercy and grace. It's so hard when we're in the middle of that spiritual chemo. While we're praying about this, maybe you're here today and you can't get anything positive out of suffering because you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never been justified. You've never made peace with God. But you can do that right now. Maybe you've already done it in your heart as we've been going through the word here. You can do it right now. Just turn to to God. Say, God, I want to make peace with you. I want to be justified, just as if I've never sinned. I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I turn from that sin. I ask forgiveness, and I put my faith in Jesus Christ. If you prayed that prayer of faith, then the Holy Spirit is in you. You will never be the same. He will energize and indwell and guide and lead and convict and encourage you. Make sure you let somebody know you've put your faith in Jesus. Let me know or a friend, family member. Let somebody know so we can be excited for you and encourage you in your new faith. Father, we pray for your mercy and grace. This is impossible humanly, but with you, nothing is impossible. I pray for those who are suffering, Lord, that you would send them a deep spirit of encouragement, that you would move each of us through these steps to maturity and completion.
whatever needs to be repented of, whatever needs to be convicted, whatever needs to be surrendered, whatever needs to happen so that we can grow in your spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.